Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zhu. I'm Aaron McMahon. The Rose Bowl matchup between Michigan and Alabama is inching closer. The Wolverines have spent nearly three full days in California, and we recap the latest news and notes ahead of Monday's game. That includes Alabama not being the only team avoiding watching film on individual tablets. Plus, Michigan takes part in the annual Beef Bowl and observations from Friday's practice open to media. Hello, Aaron. How are you today on this Friday uh, afternoon Pacific time? I know it's getting close to uh, yeah dinner time around uh, in Michigan, but uh, another jam-packed full day for us. Andrew will be joining us tonight, uh, Friday, December 29th, and will join us on tomorrow's episode. But until then, let's talk uh, a little bit of Michigan football. Let's start off with uh, some revelations here today um, from interviews. It was yesterday, it was Michigan defense, Alabama offense. Today, Michigan offense, Alabama defense. And uh, we kind of found out that uh, Alabama is not the only team, maybe a little bit of paranoid about uh, an opponent hacking into their systems and and, and kind of stealing film in, in a way. Yeah, I mean, Thursday was dominated by the the iPad stuff. Uh, you know, Alabama players told us about it. They said they weren't using the iPads to watch practice film. They had stopped earlier in the month, um, but they weren't clear why. And I think the assumption at that point was there was some you know concern about Michigan doing something. Um, but we find out today, Friday, that Michigan stopped using the iPads as well. Um, and, and so Alabama is not the only program doing it. In fact, Michigan says they stopped doing it back in like November. So it's been almost two months now where they haven't used that stuff. Um, so it, it's starting to become a story. Uh, we don't know the depths of what's going on here. Folks aren't really saying a ton about why they're not using them. They're, they're, they're you know, they're kind of inkling like, nudge nudge like we're concerned about something but they won't say what um i I can tell you the software behind these things and i guess we should back up for a second players are given individual ipads every season it's it's become a thing it's a regular thing especially some of these bigger programs that have you know have the money to do so but you know they're given them to take home review film whether it was the previous day's practice you know future opponent or just you know previous game footage just kind of learn from improve on etc etc um, but it sounds like these teams have, have totally cut that out to the point where 
uh, you know, yesterday, for instance, on Thursday, Alabama players are telling us they were meeting in position groups to watch film. Now it sounds like Michigan is doing the same exact thing. So it's become a story. The company behind the software, it's a Australian company by the name of Catapult Sports. Um, you can look them up. They're based in Melbourne, Australia. They're pretty popular with this type of stuff. But they specialize in producing and analyzing uh, game film, practice film, game film, et cetera, et cetera that kind of um, populates these iPads. So I reached out to Catapult today just to say, you know, what was going on if this was this had some legitimate legs. And it sounds like it does. You know, I got a statement back from a, from a Catapult spokesperson. Uh, they said they're aware of an ongoing investigation of alleged unauthorized access to NCAA football video footage. Um, they say they've conducted their own internal investigation, have not found any security breach in their systems. Uh, but it sounds like, there's a bigger story here. There is an investigation ongoing. Um, they mentioned local authorities in their in their statement. Uh, so sounds like something's afoot here. And I don't know if it's been isolated to strictly these two programs or it's more widespread. But it sounds like this may this may linger. Um, now, Michigan, Alabama have kind of downplayed this the last couple of days. They say hey, it's no big deal. We're just we're, we're we're making do. We're still watching film. It's still being you know viewed. We're just doing it and. You know, maybe it's not as accessible as it once was. So um, very interesting story. I, I don't know how much more we're going to learn this week just because it sounds like you know, these teams are ready, they're ready to play a football game. That's the last thing I want to talk about. But, um, you know, the fact that, you know, major outlets are starting to pick this up is is going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if maybe uh, the same storyline emerges for the Texas-Washington matchup, too. I, I'm sure that, that maybe either today, later on, or, or tomorrow at some point that if uh, media will start asking questions there in, in the same in the same realm because yeah i mean i would if if both teams are doing it and there's a statement and they're looking into it there's there's likely some sort of um it could be some foul play involved or, or something going on which is uh yeah not not ideal what you want if it's a popular used system by by most teams so and it's important to point out too like nowadays like the more we become a digital society i mean things that we're, we're starting to see reports all the time these fortune 500 companies get hacked they have cyber security breaches and data gets stolen and everything else so obviously this probably isn't that serious this isn't the point where social security numbers are necessarily getting stolen or you know uh, credit card information but you know propri necessary proprietary footage might, might be getting taken and and it's potentially and again I, you know, i'm spitballing here but there's concern at least from at least michigan alabama that maybe some of their plays some of their practice footage is, is getting into the wrong hands and, and and they're trying to stop it for sure for sure but again yeah not the not the only storyline of of the day or, or the week so far i mean we've had uh yeah 20 minutes for or 40 minutes with with both teams today and i mean i don't know about you but to me it seemed like there was a lot of players talking about Jim Harbaugh and, and how he's kind of evolved and changed a little bit. And we, we got to learn a little bit more about his personality. And obviously, I mean, we've both been on the beat now for uh, at, at least four years. And I mean, he, he's kind of quirky with us and doesn't say, uh, doesn't reveal too much to us, but it seems like he shows a, a completely different side to his team. And, and that hasn't gone, gone unnoticed by, uh, by the players this year. No, a couple of players had some had some good liners about him today. You know, the the focus, as you would expect in these, 
you know, these bowl game scrums where, you know, you get media from all over the country. It's not just us local folks who cover the team on a daily basis, but you get national outlets. You've got outlets covering Alabama. So there's been a lot of questions about Jim Harbaugh, about, you know, the science stealing stuff, about, you know, basically everything. And, um, you know, as someone who covers the team on a regular basis like you and I, you know, we're, we've become like accustomed to what's going on. But, you know, we, we got some interesting in, in, in t- intelligence today from Trevor Keegan, Roman Wilson, J- even J.J. McCarthy. You know, they, they have all they all said today and I'll have a story up at MLive.com for Saturday morning. But Jim has they, they feel like Jim has become more of a, a player's coach. He's tried to relate with them more. I think he acknowledges that, yes, he's getting up there in age. He turned 60 year old, 60 years old last week. But I think he's trying more with his players. And that's not. Um, necessarily knock on him, but you know, as you get older, it, it becomes more difficult to relate to them. So I, I think he's made more of an emphasis in, in it sounds like in the last year or so. Um, you know, in fact, Trevor Keegan was talking about it and he said in 2020 it was a totally different, you know, thing. Like players were upset, Jim was um, you know, a l- little more distant, uh, the program was a mess and everything else. So he's gone out of his way to, I guess, try and change that. In fact, you know, Trevor was talking about he gave one example where, you know, the 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 night of the Michigan State game after Michigan was leaving after the game, Michigan obviously wins and they get on the bus to go back to Ann Arbor and uh, I guess Jim thought the bus was too quiet for af- after a 49 nothing victory, and he got up and got in front of the bus and started singing some random song out of his phone that I guess players didn't even know what it was. <laughs> but it was a side of Jim they necessarily hadn't seen, uh, and, and it's a perfect example of that. You know, another example, you know, Roman Wilson was talking about Jim cracking, um, how do I say this, inappropriate jokes to them, something they hadn't heard from him before. I'll, it'll be up in the story. love.com for those of you maybe more interested, but Jim has clearly made an emphasis to, to, to evolve here. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's paying off. Uh, folks are acknowledging it. Cheryl Moore acknowledged it. Uh, and, and, and look, it's just a little thing, but it's it when you're in one place for a long time, it's easy to get stagnant. It's easy to get comfortable. Uh, and, and look, maybe Jim, Jim may not admit this now, but I, I think, you know, after the, maybe the 2019, 2020 season, he probably realized, Hey, like something needs to change here. And I think it's taking some time, but he's, he's certainly, uh, he's come around with his players. I was going to say, it's so sad that kids these days don't even know who Gordon Lightfoot is, but I can guarantee you, you probably don't either. So I guess I can't give him too much crap. So, yeah, we also got to uh, view practice today for the first time uh, this this season. We only get uh, only get uh, any glimpse of, of practices during bowl season. And, uh, yeah, the first one came today, uh, 15 minutes as the team was kind of getting warmed up and they went through a few drills. Nothing too earth-shattering, really, but it's good to kind of see who's take attendance, see who's repping and, and with uh, – in, in certain drills and, and, you know, just see how, if guys are banged up wearing certain devices and cast stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, a little, it was probably a little bit worthwhile and, and we saw some things that uh, were pretty notable. What, what stood out to you, Aaron? Uh, I mean, right off the bat, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to injuries, right? Like guys who you've heard are banged up or we know are, are playing injured and what's their status. Are they dressed? Are they, are they moving around? Are they, going through drills as you mentioned we don't see a ton it's it's the first 15 20 minutes essentially stretching and and positional positional work so we we don't see necessarily 11 on 11 or anything like that but um it was notable jj mccarthy was out there moving just fine um you know obviously there's been a lot of talk about his leg and his injury and how he's banged up at the end of the season he insists he's closer to 100 percent We'll see. Uh, you know, I'd rather I would like to see it, but you know, he looked pretty good. He was running around in sweatpants, uh, throwing the ball around. He looked 
he looked just fine. Drake Nugent's a, a name that kind of emerged today. We spoke to him actually earlier in the day before practice. You know, he he admitted that you know in a couple of weeks after the Big Ten championship game, he wasn't really active. He wasn't practicing. He he had a sprained ankle that he uh, he suffered in the Ohio State game that he reaggravated in the Big Ten championship game that he was kind of healing, resting up. Uh, it sounds like he's been practicing now with the team for the last week or so. Uh, he did have a brace, it looked like, on his left ankle. But he again, he was in uniform. He was suited up and, and, and go, going through everything else that you'd expect. So it sounds like he's going to play. He's, he's he's going to give it a go. Um, yeah, you know, you wonder if, if he is 100%, you know, but because that's a key part of the offensive line. We already know they're playing without Zach Zinner. And, you know, they've had to do some shuffling up there. So you wonder how it's going to hold up. But he looked just fine. Um, yeah, injury-wise, everything else looked pretty good as far as I know. Um, we'll go back tomorrow and get a bigger, you know, better idea, better picture, you know, with, with round two. But, uh, yeah, what, what did you see? Any, any observations on your end? Um, not, not a whole lot. I, just, I, I did spend a lot of time watching the quarterbacks because Jaden Davis, one of Michigan's early enrollees and, uh, headliners in the 2024 class, he is, uh, he's with the team and I was taking reps at quarterback and, uh, it was interesting how I, uh, Jim Harbaugh and Kirk Campbell spent a, a decent amount of time with him, uh, while we were there and, uh, yeah, working on footworks, rollouts, stuff like that. Um, and it was just kind of interesting to see like up close, how much of a better ball kind of JJ throws than like the other guys. Like I was just like, came to me midway through. I'm like, man, like JJ's, it just seems to, to come out of his hand better, tighter spirals. Um, so it's, it's definitely, uh, uh, I mean, it, it's not surprising because he is quarterback number one, but it's kind of reassurance. Like, yeah, this, this guy's the the real deal. And he, he did look pretty healthy. Um, we saw it ran into Christopher Hinton, saw him on the sideline talking to a few people too. former Michigan defensive tackle and, and brother of current, uh, Michigan offensive lineman, uh, miles Hinton. I think Chris is still is with the Los Angeles chargers right now, or at least was at some point this year. Yep, he's still with the team, so it makes sense, yeah. right? They're in LA. He yeah. probably uh, it's Friday night, so he had to, you know, he, I don't, I think they play Sunday, but I'm sure he's time off, opportunity to go see his team. He he, I can tell you this: as soon as he walked on the field, I, I saw him come in. He was greeted right away. Uh, they're happy to have him back. You know, remember he was part of that 2021 Big Ten Championship team that kind of helped turn things around. Uh, you know, a good guy too. I, I remember you know going into the NFL draft. You know, in 2022, we did a series of uh, profiles on him. Uh, good guy, good family, uh, you know, and he's, he was there to support his brother. Yeah. I think, uh, Trevor Keegan actually mentioned the Hinton family today and how close he is with them and how happy he was that miles decided to transfer from Stanford this year. Um, so yeah, it definitely seems like a, a well-liked family and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really about all. I mean, it's, it's not like we get a whole lot there, but I mean, it's, it's better than nothing. And yeah, like you said, we'll, we'll also be able to get a chance to, to see tomorrow's practice for a little bit as well. Speaking of Trevor Keegan, should we talk about him in the chef's outfit uh, last night? We saw at uh, Lowry's. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was quite a uh, quite a trip. The Lowry's beef bowl, man. Yeah, for those unfamiliar, I'm sure some listening are. are but you know, every year, in addition to the the Rose Bowl, they have like the, what they call the beef bowl um, at Lowry's Prime Rib in Beverly Hills. Now, years ago, it used to be a competition, full fledged competition, where both teams would try. They they I think pick a select group of players and they try to eat as much prime rib as possible and there'd be a competition who could eat more and everything else now it's not that way it's kind of a more of a less you know more of a formal dinner for the whole team and they kind of show up and uh you know eat and then and then leave but uh but yeah uh you know trevor had the first cut i think it was 
Uh, Chris Jenkins was the salad spinner, which I thought he did a good job, but he said Donovan Edwards was, was giving him crap for, for his job. But, um, you know, it, it was a good time. It was it was a different thing. I mean, the, the nice thing about these, especially these high-end bowl games, they, they try and give these players and the teams unique experiences they maybe wouldn't otherwise get to get to see or do. Uh, and it's, it's just another example of that. Yeah, and I mean, the best part was it of it was we got to enjoy a really good meal as well and some prime rib and um yeah i mean got to talk with uh chris jenkins and trevor keegan a little bit afterwards too but that was mainly about just being uh, the kind of commemorative or honorary uh, cutters and salad spinners type of thing too but yeah they seemed to enjoy it and embraced it and uh yeah it seemed like uh some of the players definitely maybe overindulged a little bit too i went to the bathroom afterwards too and i saw, saw a lot of them in there making some funny comments but uh it was uh it was a good time and a great meal and uh yeah it seems like the players really enjoyed it too definitely it was a good i highly recommend if you're ever in southern california la check it out you know it, it's a good restaurant good excellent food probably the best prime rib i've ever had i'm not a prime rib connoisseur but it was uh it was it was really good for sure for sure well yeah we have have media day coming up on saturday and that will be held at the, in the parking lot of the of the rose bowl stadium too so we'll get a chance to kind of scope up the scene a little bit tomorrow talk with everyone in the ro- on the roster will be available so we should have plenty of content out coming out of that and yeah like we said andrew khan will be joining us uh tonight as well so we're looking forward to uh the next few days and especially uh monday's game in uh and hopefully sunny pasadena i think it's supposed to be rainy tomorrow um before uh maybe a little bit of better weather comes in i don't think it's going to get too warm uh for the game but it should be uh pretty um no precipitation and in the 60s so i'll take that over michigan any day 100 percent. i'll take yeah i'll take 60 and cloudy over whatever it is back home no, not no complaining here exactly well thanks for listening and we will talk to you again soon